Good evening, everyone. Uh, it's another Wednesday evening and another Golden Goal Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, and this one, as usual, we'll be covering fan team. And as always, I'm joined by Sam. How are you getting on, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Had a kind of a weird week, really, because didn't have a whole heap of returns across the pitch, but stuck the armband on Sonny. And um, he pretty much single-handedly kind of did the business for me. So, yeah, not too bad. Um, same for you, isn't it? Something yeah. sort of similar. I've got my girlfriend to thank who doesn't really care about football and despises fantasy football or what have you. But, um, yeah, I, told, I, <laughs> I proposed her Salah, Son or Kane and she told me to captain Son. So I captained Son because I was completely torn on what to do and thought what she'd give me was a random answer. And yeah, he was he was amazing, wasn't he? The, the goal he scored with his left foot from outside the box was was insane. I think I saw a stat that he scored more goals this season with his left foot than his right foot, and he's right-footed. And absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's a quality player and someone I'll be probably keeping hold of now to the end of the season. So, um, yeah. I'll quickly whack up how I'm getting on in the the full season game. Then, unfortunately, I couldn't I couldn't show the points from last week because the game week had already rolled over. But I had Schmeichel in goals. Um, I had Alonso, Trent, Rudiger, and Cancelo. Um, I think Trent did Trent play. I think he got rested, no. didn't he? Um, so I think rested. I had I think I had some bench fodder come in for for him. Um, and yeah, Alonso and Rudiger I think just got a, a sultry like two pointer each or something. Um, Cancelo got his clean sheet and then well, the captaincy's still on. They've got two points between them, mate. Yeah, it's bloody rubbish, isn't it? But oh, I think yeah. they're going to have to stay. Um, then i got Son, Salah, Saka, Mount in midfield. Mount's been pretty bloody disappointing, to be honest. I think he's been unlucky, to be fair. I, I gather he hit the post. He had one where it hit both posts or something at the weekend. I didn't watch the game, but it sounded like he came pretty close to scoring. Um, but yeah, Sonny is my captain, was the, the, my number one, number one uh, this week. I, without him, I would have fallen back about 500 ranks, I reckon. So really happy with that captaincy. Yeah, um, and then I had Kane. I don't think I played Dennis. I think I played Madison um, last week. But yeah, I had Kane and I think I think Dennis ended up coming in. Um, and then I got a bench of Foster, Madison, Broya and Webster. Um, I think overall at the moment, I'm about 1500th. Um, which you know, it's 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 nowhere near you. For example, we're going to see your amazing team next. But I think from where I was January February time, I've steadily climbed about a thousand ranks. So I'm quite happy with that. And like I keep saying on every pod, I've been lucky enough where I've I've piggied up backed off of a free entry I got to the Euros. So so far, I've invested zero pounds into fan teams. So I'll be quite happy with whatever I get as a return. To be honest, this season. But yeah, I mean, I won't go through it in detail now. We can look at it when we get the fixtures. But next week, game week 36 is so exciting for, for transfers and doubles. And my God, I think we're going to have to chat it out really, aren't we, to work out what moves we're going to make because there are just so many options for, for me here. Um, yeah, I won't go into detail. We'll look at your team next. Got your Good. team Got your team up now, Good. mate. You're You're flying by all accounts. Yeah, but as you can see, guys, quite a poor week, really. I mean, Nick Pope, 3.3 return. Uh, a back three of Van Dijk, Alonso and Rudiger, like you just alluded to, Tom. Alonso and Rudiger coming into nothing. Van Dijk coming up um, clutch again with a, with a 6.9 and a clean. Son, Salah, Saka, Havertz and Ramsey. Um, Saka getting the assist, but I think he got a, red, a yellow card. Ramsey, you know what? Ramsey for his price, mate. I've had him for a few weeks. He's ticked over with a couple of 3.7s. No complaints whatsoever on that one. Salah obviously comes off the bench, but I think so many people in the 
the more engaged managers would have been in exactly the same boat with Mo Salah. So not, not, not really a worry there. We'd have all just taken 1.4 on the chin. Sonny, yeah, nothing needs to be said there. What a differential captain. Well, I'd say differential captain pick, but um, maybe a slightly alternative captain pick. I messaged you, didn't I, about 10, 15 minutes before deadline, said I'm going to go Salah. And then I just had this sort of like reminder that my initial gut was on Son uh, initially before the game week had started. So just went, right, I'm going to go back on Son. I'd seen no mutterings of a Salah benching either. Stuck the armband on Son and I'm really happy that I, I made that decision. I really would have been kicking myself if I didn't. And then Kane and Veghorst up front, I think. Um, yeah, I can't remember exactly who's come in for Trent there. Um, but yeah, Foster, Trent, Dennis and Doherty on the bench. Obviously only two two playing bench there. And Dennis would have netted me another two points on top of Veggie. So no real loss there. Um, rank rise. About 150 in the end up. Um, I think before the United game, I rose to about 320 or something and ended up around 440 uh, on the Monday night. So really happy moving forward. And I got two free transfers into next week, but loads of things going on going on inside my head of which way to go, much like yourself, Tom. So um, yeah, happy to thrash, thrash, thrash a little bit of it out in a minute. Oh, happy to have a think now, to be honest. I mean, it's only my yeah. second chance team to, to go. I mean, what, what options are you batting around? Have you got like two or three main things that you're thinking about? Well, I spoke to a couple of people um, of, let's say, some decent calibre in the game. And uh, one of them was Josh, obviously one of the winners. And and Josh sort of thought, sort of make no changes whatsoever. And then I've, I've spoken to Dave, who's flying really high in sky. And, you know, uh, he come up with a few really cool alternatives. Um about my concern was always around Havertz. I think my I'm obviously always going to go with me and thinking that's the way I play the game. But my my thinking was that Havertz was going to be sorry. I'm just looking at my team here so I can go through it. Havertz is going to be a little bit of a worry. I quite like the Alonso and um, Rudiger pick still, so I was quite happy to hold them too. But my thinking was Havertz was only going to play one of the two. Hasn't been setting the world on fire as of late. Was there a better option for me there? And my, yeah, my sort of current thinkings are, do I go Doherty to Cancelo and then Havertz down to Gordon? Have Gordon for the four games, which you think he's going to play all of them. He's a real good outlet for for um, Everton. Sorry, when I mean the four games, I mean the two doubles back to back. And then that brings me... Cancelo in, which kind of covers off City and probably City's best defensive asset as well. And then suddenly gives me uh, Van Dijk, Trent, Alonso, Rudiger, Cancelo, play Foster in goal for his double. And then I've used my two frees and I've got 11 doubling players, but I'm also a little bit more set up for the week after. I'll have Anthony Gordon for the two. I'll have Ramsey for the two and then potentially make a move of Dennis or Veghorst to Rich Arlison for that second week or or Watkins or Ings or something like that. I think haven't quite priced all of that up yet, but I think I've got enough money to do that. Or I just go Pope to Casper and leave the team as it is. So that's kind of where I'm at, Tom, at the moment with it all. Yeah, I think when we when we looked at the Skypod, um, we were sort of predicting the game that there will be some rotation for... Because Cancelo is a big player in this, the Sky game for those that don't play it. He's been absolutely amazing in that. Um, and yeah, he's a because you get a captain every day in the sky, so he's a very popular player. 
um, on that front. And we were suggesting that Man City got a lot of games over the next seven days. And I personally think there is one out of the next three fixtures that Man City have in the league, Cancelo is going to get a rest. Um, and it's just whether it falls. I don't think it'll fall this weekend. I think he'll play the game this weekend. But they've got, is it? Is it Leeds this midweek? I can't, I can't actually remember. They've um, got Wolves to start with. Let's have a quick look-see. Man City have got Wolves and then... Um, I think they've got... Yeah, Newcastle on Sunday, sorry. And sorry, then Wolves on Wednesday. Yeah. So I think, I think Cancelo will play the game on Sunday against Newcastle. And then I think he could be rested on the Wednesday. Um, so, you know, bringing in a Cancelo to cover the double, um, is it worth a transfer if he only plays? You know, there's a there's a good chance yeah. he might only play one game. I, I don't know. I, I really I like the Pope to Schmeichel chat. That, that would be my choice, I think, mate. Yeah, I think there's a few options. I think the, the issue that I've got, and I'm certain more will have, is that all these moves that protect, like players we've either currently got or players that we want to go to, there's pros and cons, and the cons for most of them are when and where is that rest going to come? And I think that's that can be said about probably not about Trent or Van Dyke for Liverpool, but same about the Chelsea assets and the Man City assets. And so do you want to move Havertz to Foden? Is that just a sideways move, for example? Because will Havertz and Foden both play one? Probably. And this is the problem that I've got going around my head at the moment. Um, I'll be more than happy, mate, to have Foster playing two two games in, in in goal and then the week after putting Foster back on the bench and then having Pope for his double. So I can see merit in, in all angles. I think it's going with something that's going to set you up for the coming game weeks afterwards. Um, you're always going to need a good slice of luck in, in, in who's playing. To add to your point, Tom, about Cancelo, Kyle Walker starting tonight in the Champions League. Oh, I didn't check so, those lineups. Yeah, yeah. So with Kyle Walker back in, that potentially maybe does open the door for a Cancelo um, resting at some point. I, I didn't even think of that because he's been so, so solid all season, but it's a, a, a really, really good point. Yeah, that's, yeah. And yeah, they missed Carl Walker in the last fixture, didn't they? So yeah, makes yeah. sense that he's starting. Yeah, it's an interesting team, that Man City team, actually. It's, yeah, Foden's playing as well. So that suggests, yeah, he might get a rest in the week as well in one of those games. Um, same with De Bruyne. He start, well, obviously, he starts tonight against Madrid. Same with Mares as well. Jesus is starting. So all those like Man City players that people will be fancying, you know, there's a good chance that um, one of those is going to get a rest midweek, I think. Or all of the favourites might get, you know, play only one of the two, for example, based on that lineup. Yeah, it's a really solid point. And, you know, who... Edison will probably start the three games. Sorry, the three yeah. games. Oh, oh, yeah, the three games over the two game weeks. Sorry. Um, do you envision Diaz starting them all? Laporte? I think that's a good point, actually. I think John Stones is carrying an injury at the moment, isn't he? And it's just whether Pep is brave enough to play Ake at centre-back in the Prem. I, I wouldn't, I don't trust him at centre-back. I know he's not done too badly, but I think Pep will want to go, as long as they're fit, with Diaz and Laporte at the back for all of those games. That'd be, that's yeah. my opinion. Um, I'm no expert on predicting Man City teams. What what I would recommend is that people keep an eye on um, Luke Disable's Twitter account because he does some excellent Man City team predictions. Um, but I do think Laporte and Diaz may be also, as, along with Edison, probably the most nailed to play every game. Well, could go, could make that Doherty to Laporte move, um, you know, instead of, in, 
which seems strange going at, going for him instead of Cancelo, who Cancelo is the premium City defender. But with exactly what you've just said in mind, he's been so ever-present, hasn't he? You're thinking there's got to be a rest coming in and who knows where tonight's going to go as well. I know that most of the viewers will have the um, the benefit of watching this. what's happened, yeah. What's happened, yeah. Um, yeah, hey, that throws me more food for thought, mate, for sure. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, and well, I might, if you don't mind, I'm going to quickly flash back to to my team because I've, like I said, I'm not quite as high up as you, but I've got some decisions to make myself. Um, this in, um, are you just in season long? Yeah, in the season long, mate, and well, second chance too, but I think that's a little bit easier. But for the the season long, I was I'm in an hour, and I've got two options. I could do so. I can do Kane to Kevin De Bruyne, and then mount down to Richarlison. That 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 would be an option. Or I could just downgrade Mount to Gordon and then upgrade Broyer to Richarlison. Um, My thinking would be the second. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm moving towards that too. To, to be honest, I, when I, when I first got to like Monday and looking at that team, I could not think of a way I could, I, I could even. I've got two free transfers. I couldn't even think of a way I could use one because I had eleven players that with a double game week. But the more we think about these, how these fixtures lie, etc., the more it looks like players are going to get are going to get rested. But with that Everton team, you know how how important those games are and how little like depth that they have in that squad. I think the likes of Richarlison and Gordon are just going to play every game. So I think they're they're a couple of nice additions to 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 make. So you're going to accumulate just through appearance points, ninety minutes points, nearer. Eight to ten points over the four games, which, if you're have a mount or a Havertz over the three over two game weeks, and they're rested for one, then you're looking at needing a return on on, on each game. I know this is so hard to predict, and I'm talking completely hypothetically here, but just someone who's going to be nailed for four games in a row in a team that's fighting for their lives and is one of their or their two best assets in Rich Allison and and Anthony Gordon. I just think the two of them are, are, are really good shouts. I really like Watkins and Ings as well, Tom, as, as strikers. But what puts me off is the Liverpool game a bit, but they're at Villa Park and maybe that's just a little bit of my bias towards Liverpool. I know they've been great this season, but I think they're both really, really good shouts as well. And I know I was talking to Josh earlier and he was a big advocate of Watkins. He, he If he's playing down the middle... Tends to play, uh, tends to shoot. Um, you know, you'd hope he's going to get sort of 90 minutes across the board there and start all four. And again, are you going to accumulate some nice um, just game time points? My preference for the two would be Rich Arlison, though. Yeah, I think so. Rich Arlison, credit where it's due, he's been pretty good. I know he's given a bit of abuse for rolling around on the floor against Liverpool, but I think he was a bit of a handful for, for Liverpool in that game, to be honest. I think he played quite well, despite being a bit of a bit of a baby and well it's all part of the game isn't it that shithousery and he's pretty good at that but yeah Richarlison is Everton's main man at the moment isn't he he'll be everywhere he's on penalties they need to win some games they need to score goals I think they'll be looking to him and he just seems like a player that can step up to the occasion a bit as well can't he He can really get himself up for the big games so yeah I, I quite like Richarlison too I think that's what I'm gonna do I, yeah. yeah so Max Gordon Broyer to Richarlison yeah, and you're setting yourself up there for four fixtures for players, two players that are going to probably play all four. I just think when you click submit and you're um, 
you've made those moves. You're going to be, you're going to be happy with that as you, as you, um, uh, move into that next game week. Yeah. I'm not going to be sweating it over a Man City team or anything like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, I'm conscious we've talked about all of that without really giving anyone context of the fixtures, but I'd like to think that most people are aware of the, the upcoming double say, you're game gonna, week. You, you're going to pull the fixtures up and we're going to have nothing to talk about, but I think it's kind of been so, like, like you said, this has been a great week to to, to do it. Yeah, and like we were saying, there's, you know, 36, there are a lot of quality teams with double game weeks. And I already think that most of the players that, that will be watching this, at least, I'd like to think that most of the people that, that watch this for fan team are, are engaged with the fixtures and stuff. Most of the quality teams are doubling this week. So we've got Spurs, Liverpool, City, you know, all of the teams where people own players from are doubling. So I think... If you don't have, for example, literally 11 players that are doubling this week, I think you're at a disadvantage. I think if you if you don't have 11 doubling players, you definitely need to make some transfers to, to make sure you're in that position this week, I think. Um, but if you do, I do think 37, you need to be cognizant of buying players that also double in, in 37 if you're going to do it. Um, That's my thinking as well, Tom. Because those Man City fixtures are so good, aren't they? I mean, they've got Newcastle Wolves in a double game week. That is pretty ludicrous. But like we keep saying, they've they've lined up with all their key players against Madrid, and it's Wednesday. They play Newcastle on Sunday, and then they play Wolves on the following Wednesday. Do you fancy all of the key players to play both those games? I, I just don't see it myself. No, and that's where the supplementary players of Rich Arlison, Anthony Gordon, where... They are going to play. They are explosive. They are um, their best players. Are going to become in, become really, really important. I think Ramsey, Watkins, um, Coutinho as well. To be fair, from, Coutinho, from there, yeah. Matty, Matty Cash, those sorts of players are just supplementing those kind of bigger premium players. Are going to be a really, really good shout. And Tom, we, you know, I talked about this on Sky, but Chelsea have got. Leeds, Wolves, Leicester, Watford. I know they've got the FA Cup crowbar in there, but they've got plenty to play for in the Premier League and they're going to want to build rhythm and momentum for the FA Cup. So I don't want to sleep on Chelsea defensive assets as well. And that's why I'm quite happy to keep the two. I think if anyone had the two, I don't think this is the week to come off them just yet. You might reassess into next week, but I'll certainly be keeping my two Chelsea defenders for this for this game week. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely. I'm completely inclined to agree. I, I'm, I'm selling Mank because he's been a bit disappointing, and I, I need the funds to get like someone like Richarlison. But yeah, I'm be keeping my defenders for sure. Well, I think that leads to. Well, that was going to lead to my next point. I think the the attacking assets is a different conversation because I think there will be some rot- potential rotation in there. And like you said, they haven't been firing on all cylinders. They're not a hugely free scoring team anyway. They're usually better on the defensive front. So. With the fixtures in mind that they have, I would back their defensive assets. Um, I think Wolves is a great fixture at home for Chelsea to bounce back and and really kick on towards the end of the season. So, yeah, um, that's my sort of thought processes on the fixture list really there, Tom. Yeah, um, and yeah, we looked at... um... We spoke about game week 37. The doubles are quite nice in 37 as well. Looking at those Villa fixtures, they've got Palace and Burnley and Everton have got Brentford in Palace. And then Crystal Palace have got Aston Villa and Everton. They're another option for 37 as well. So those doubles in 37 are, are quite nice. So I think another reason to be to be targeting those players. Yeah, I think that I think you'd want again, yeah. 
the same players we talked about. I think when it comes to 37, there's going to be a want and a desire for Watkins, uh, maybe even a um, uh, Aston Villa defensive asset. I mean, the, Tom, there's a shout here for like a Jordan Pickford or something like that. I mean, there's a. He's as not a, the worst option, is he, for these couple of weeks? He really isn't. No, no, there isn't. Watford, Leicester, Palace, and Brentford. If you're going to see them pick up any points, then it's going to be in these four games. You know, you put a couple of these teams down where they're going to pick points up. Palace, Brentford, um, Watford, for sure. Leicester, a little bit trickier. But yeah, I think, he, you know, there's a good shout for that. And again, this is why I think my decision-making is going to be left to the last minute. Yeah, and I think Casper Schmeichel, like you said, you were thinking about bringing him in. I think he's a great option too. But the thing is with with Pickford as well, I think even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet in each of those four games, he doesn't have to keep a clean sheet. He'll make enough saves in those four games to, to make it yeah. worth it, I think. Yeah, so my sort of advice, or certainly my thinking anyway, maybe not advice, but the, my thinking here is any moves that you're making now in 36, you want them to have a double benefit then into 37. Because I've got two frees and I am willing to take a hit if I need. But I feel like the only way I would do that is to set myself up and put myself in a really good position then for, for, for game week 37 as well. I don't want to be getting to 37 and kicking myself that I've brought someone in that I then don't want. And I want to have Watkins or Matty Cash or Pickford or whatever it is. So um, kind of look at the look at the, 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 the fixture grid and then, yeah. Need a little bit of luck alongside that as well, Tom, for sure. Um, and then make your moves with that with 37 in, in mind. I've just had the little buzz in my ear to tell me my AirPods are going to die soon. So hopefully we'll be okay for the end of the pod. I've just got a couple of questions to flash up. Um, first yeah, one through it. Andrew Barnett. Um, a question that I haven't really um, haven't really thought about price changes in fan team this season, but he's asking us, what is your advice on how to improve overall team value over the season by taking advantage of the weekly price rises and drops? I think earlier you had the exact um, words from fan team on how they decide on their on their price changes. Do you just want to reel that out for people that might not be aware of that? Yeah, so... Um... Sorry, put you on the spot a little bit, mate. That's right, I've got it here. Price changes will be based on player form using our in-house XFP, expected fantasy point metrics. We will not be providing the full method used here, but but be assured it will remain consistent and has been thoroughly tested prior to the season getting underway. I think it's also worth adding price changes will occur once each game week uh, in a single batch. The changes will always take place within 48 hours of the last match concluding in a game week. I think we talked about this before, didn't we, Tom? And I know you'll probably elaborate on this, but my thinking with price changes is not to really take them massively into account. Um, keep them in the back of the mind, yes. But you you made this point uh, really well to me earlier and it sort of sat with me with the price changes. Choose to get on the good players early and then leave them in your team. And then you're going to get that increase in team value um, as you go through. Obviously, we're talking about this now at the end of the season, so it's a little bit more maybe irrelevant, but certainly into next season, hopping on those kind of those players that you think are going to perform well over the next, you know, four, six, eight, 10, 12 games, um, and then have them in your team and accumulate accumulate the value there. On a couple of occasions this season, I, when a team has like not had any extra fixtures, so I think, for example, when I think when Chelsea had like no extra games and Alonso 
um, became quite an option. I think I brought him in immediately after like the deadline to avoid after Chelsea played their Premier League game when I knew that he didn't get injured and he didn't have any games midweek. I brought him in to avoid any price changes. But there aren't many occasions where you can do that when a team, a good player doesn't play another like midweek game or there's a risk of injury, etc. I think it's still, much like FPL, it's still worth waiting right up until the deadline before you make your transfers. Yeah. Um, and like we say, another, I think fan team have nailed it with price changes, by the way. They, they change the prices of players based on how good they are rather than how many people are buying them. Um, so it it's obviously a bit harder to to mark the trends because I know in FPL there are some there are some websites that can just tell you when price changes are going to happen. But with fan team, it's a little bit less predictable as well, which is another reason why I think it's it's not really something to worry about too much. Yeah, but it also favours the good player. Where if you're on someone who's performing well, then your player is going to going to gain in price. And if someone's doing well that you've got your eye on, you also know that they're then going to go up. I think, like you said, Tom, there's only been a couple of a couple of occasions where I've actually jumped on someone um, a bit earlier than I would towards the end of the deadline because I've seen my financial kind of element in my team is tight um, and therefore gone for the move. But 99 times out of 100, just leave it towards the end of the week. So hopefully that answers the question. I don't, I don't actually focus on it. Again, I focus on probably like you getting good players early that are going to score me good points. And then I build that team value from there. Yeah, exactly. And another thing to add with that, I mentioned that Alonso scenario earlier in the season. Exactly that, mate. You just said it there. I had, 0.0 0.0 million left in the bank once I brought him in and I was really worried about that that price change yeah. happening so like I said he didn't have another fixture where I'd worry about him getting injured and I had 0.0 million in the bank when I made the move so and it was it just felt in my gut that he was going to get a rise and so that's why I made the move so I think there are specific scenarios where it where it happens but most of the yeah. time just play the game and you, the price changes will, will come with the good players yeah um, and a final question, hopefully, well, without giving too much away, you put it on Twitter, so I'm hoping that um, publicly sharing shenanigans as team is, is okay. But yeah, our good mate, FPL shenanigans, he didn't tweet this directly about the pod, but he asked us a question. And I, he deserves a shout out because he's having an amazing season. I think he's like 20, top 30, I think. Um, so yeah, I feel absolutely honoured to be even, you know, considered it as an opinion to help with your teammate. But we'll we'll roll through your question quickly. Um, so he says he's got two free transfers, 0.3 million in the bank. Um, he's currently thinking of going Son and Broya to KDB and Gelhard from Leeds. Um, he's asking us, what would we do with the team on screen at the moment? Um, so he's got, I'll just quickly reel through for people that might be listening. He's got Ramsdale, Cancelo, James, Konza, an interesting option, Konza, I quite like that. Son, Salah, Foden, Saka, Havertz. Kane, Watkins, Davies, Kilman, and Broya. And he's looking at moving Son and Broya to KDB and Gelhart for, for the double. Um, yeah, what are you thinking, mate? Anything that's uh, screaming out to you there? So, Ramsdale, Cancelo, James, Concer, keep. Son, Salah, Foden, Saka, keep. Yep. Havertz, question mark. Kane, keep. Watkins, keep. Um, so obviously players that could then go from there, Brozier, Kilman, Davies, he probably wants to keep on the, uh, on the bench, uh, and then Havertz. So that would be my, that's my initial thinking of who I'd want to remove from there. 
who for, we've obviously had this conversation a little bit earlier. I think Watkins has got four games, right? So that's a great shout. The thing with Brozier is who could you, you have to stay with, if this is the season long, you have to stay within the formation, don't you? So he'd have to do a Brozier to, um, yeah, he'd have to do a Brozier to a striker. So he's thinking to Gelhar, isn't he, to allow some money. But the only real other viable options there, I'm thinking, would be someone like Rich Arlison. And then, and then Havertz maybe downgraded to Andy Gordon. Yeah, so I'm just, like looking, I'm or, just looking. Or, or, or Ramsey. What money he might have? Yeah, exactly that. I was thinking what, doing it. in the bank. He's got a very similar position fight. to me, hasn't he? Where he's got a Chelsea mid and Broyer. I'm doing I'm doing my Chelsea mid to Gordon, and then Broyer is going to become Richarlison for for me. I'm just going to see what you can do with the money because you've got a little bit more than I did. So it's just whether you could do like Havertz to Coutinho maybe and then Broya to Richarlison. But I don't think he can yeah. quite afford that. No, I don't think so. That won't work. He'd have to go Havertz to like Ramsey or Anthony Gordon or something like that. I still don't think that's the, the worst I'd pick in the world, to be honest, because you'll still have plenty of players to... Yeah, you but don't even have upgrade... to start Gordon if you, if you don't want to. No, but then he could upgrade Brozier to Richarlison. So he'd get Richarlison and Watkins. He'd get eight fixtures over... over... Is that right? Eight fixtures yeah. over two games. Jesus Christ. And then with Concer as well, there's your 12. I'm a little bit aware, Tom. I know that the bias is going to come here, but no Liverpool defence whatsoever. How, how, how good Liverpool have been defensively this season? Obviously, there's routes to points, uh, of course. But that would concern me a little bit. But then again, I really like his, his kind of Cancelo and James super, super close. Uh, and then, yeah, concert, four games, uh, two game weeks. So um, I think the interesting point, Tom, is... Have I lost you? No, you know, I'm still, still here, mate. Game. You're a bit laggy, but I can hear you. Keep going, mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I think the interesting point on the conversation was, on the thread, was Son. And I think there's quite a few people saying, don't get rid of Son. And I saw you comment saying how... Sorry about that, folks. Hopefully that was a pretty seamless transition because I think I just managed to pause it as Sam had a few internet issues there. You were just talking about um, Son in Shenanigal's teammate, so feel free to, to carry on. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, I think it was my internet that just decided to go. Um, yeah, I was just saying, I think Son's a, uh, a hold now to the end of the season. I think his style of play and Tottenham's style of play will suit playing against Liverpool and and, and Arsenal. And I think I saw that co those comments a, a little bit on the thread, but that would have been my immediate gut reaction is, is, is keep Son. Especially Son to KDB might be a little bit of a, a risk with minutes for KDB, whereas, you know, Son's probably going to play two times 90 minutes barring, barring injuries. Yeah, I can completely agree. And we, we, we said it at the start of the pod, didn't we, that the Man City team against Madrid, obviously, we don't know the result. KDB could get injured in that game anyway, right? We, we just don't know yet. It hasn't kicked off. But, you know, Man City are playing KDB against Madrid. He then plays on Sunday against Newcastle. And then he plays on Wednesday against Wolves. That's a lot of football for... I wouldn't consider him injury prone, but he's pretty prone to niggles here and there. So I think KDB, three games in seven days, is. I don't think Pep will do that. So, Whereas, you know, like you said, Son's going to play every game because he's the 90-minute man for Spurs. He's one of the best players in the world at the moment. So I don't think he'll be he'll be getting dropped. No, exactly. I not. He's got some difficult decisions to make this week, but I think we all have. But hopefully, that gives us gives him 
our kind of two pennies worth on the on the on the team and, and where we should go. But ultimately, he's ahead of us anytime. So um, yeah, that's all I've yeah. that's what I've tried to, to take, say. Sorry, sorry, mate. Take your own instincts, mate. Over us too. That's exactly what I've tried to say to him because. He's asking me for advice and I'm like 1500th, right? Whatever he's yeah. done has got him into 21st. So whilst he's had a bit of help here and there, you know, his way of thinking has worked. So I'm trying to not phase him too much, even though he's asked for advice. So No, I think he, uh, I think he'll pro- probably hear what we have to say and then, um, and then use it to make a, a sensible move going into the, into the next game week. Um, yeah, that just about does it. Hopefully that was helpful for all of you guys. I imagine we're not the only ones with, with some real transfer decisions to make this week. So yeah, just hopefully everyone gets on all right and has a, has a good game week. And yeah, I mean, we've pretty much solidly backed Son and Kane. So yeah, hopefully they can do a bit of damage and yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And yeah, just, just good luck everyone. It's been a, it's been a great season, um, doing a pod, um, to all of you and yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening and all your support and good luck for the running. We'll leave it there. Cheers everyone. Thanks, guys.